Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Ben. Yeah? We've got a sponsor this season. We How have. exciting. It's brilliant. And, but it, the main thing is this is a sponsor that really is everything that we're about, right? You've had first-hand experience. I have indeed. Fiona Lam uh, was introduced to me two years ago. She helped me open my mind through hypnotherapy to find a relationship. And she's helped my, my, my she's changed my life. And she's brought out a brand new Mind Detox app, which helps you meditate. And I couldn't be prouder and happier to have it on board. Oh, it's a perfect fit. And if you want to download that app, you can go on to the App Store and Google Play. It's called Mind Detox, and the, the values are in line with us. It's happiness, love, and fun. Check it out. Hello, and welcome to the Naked Professors podcast. It's Ben. Matt is joining me, but he's not quite here yet, so you have to make do with me for a second. Um, that's fine, because I'm introducing someone really, really, really special to me today. Um... We've got Dr. David Hamilton in the house, and David and I have formed a really, really close relationship recently. Um, the first time I met him, I flicked on the TV. Well, actually, I met him in the media, I guess. I flicked on the TV, and there he was talking to me on the Heal documentary on Netflix, which is an incredible episode about how our mind can, can impact our body. And uh, David was one of these experts talking on the show. Uh, from there, we connected and we've had some brilliant conversations and it was just a matter of time before I could time down and get him onto this show because his brain is incredible, his understanding of the power of the mind is second to none and this is science-backed. So from our perspective, we know that there's a lot of woo-woo, I guess is, is one word, or, or um, not all of this is science-backed in our minds, but actually David can provide so much evidence to show us quite how impactful our mind is and what he has to say is incredible he's an expert on kindness and we're going to get into that but for now i'll introduce matt johnson and dr david hamilton welcome david thank you for coming to our podcast and thank oh, you for coming it's on my absolute pleasure i'm so excited i've been one i've been really wanting to be on your podcast oh, oh really yeah yeah oh this is amazing yeah, i've listened to it a few times and it's really great i just i thought i just 
love to chat with you guys. Oh, oh well. David. I said this to you in person before this, but, you know, everywhere I go, I just, whenever I mention David Hamilton's name, it's gold dust, you know, and, and uh, for me to have, well, for us to have you on this show, I just, it's a, it's a really, really lovely thing because you are, in a, in a world of lovely people in this, in this personal development world, I think you're one of the shining beacons. Oh, really, thanks. one of the one Pre- of the most lovely. No pressure, pressure David. Man. Pressure. <laughs> no, pressure. I, I know. I know. David is so natural that, that he can whatever pressure we put on him is he's, he's great regardless. Yeah, I know that. He's um, such a, just a brilliant man. So, David, if you have been re- uh, recently listening, we do a check in now at the beginning of, of each show. So, um, I'll kick that off. I'll kick off the check in. Um, mm-hmm, I'm checking in with. I am. A little. I'm excited this week. I'm in a, in a very excited mood. I've had a good, fun week, full of purpose, and um, and uh, finishing tasks, which is new for me. Um, and I'm going to say I am also very intri- I'm really intrigued about what you have to say uh, from what Ben's told me, but what I've read. I'm. Re- I just want to look at you in the eyes, David, and learn something today i feel like i'm gonna um, really pick up on mm. lots and lots of things already as we walked in i think we've connected so i'm looking forward to that mm. and you're an incredibly warm and open person so i don't feel that there's any sort of ego man thing between us which is really nice and refreshing for me mm. uh so i'm in thank you nice thank you um okay yeah um i echo all that i guess because um I, I already feel really touched i feel very very touched just you know Sittings, David had five. We have five minutes before, um, and just just love these conversations, and and just I'm just so excited, uh, really, really excited to have this conversation and spend time with with David and to be back here again with you, Matt. And um, yeah, had a horrible tube journey in, uh, and that's 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 no fun, but <laughs> you kind of get through it because you just you just know that there's something great at the end of it, and um, I'm just very very happy to be here, and it's a lovely time of year, and I just feel. Um, I feel in a good good space. I'm in. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I would say a, a kind of mixture of different things. Uh, excited to be here and already feeling a connection with, with you guys and really looking forward to this conversation. At the same time, I, I was saying, I was saying when, when we were, Ben and I were chatting earlier, I felt a wee bit kind of emotional this morning because... I, I turned up in Lanzarote in fr- on Monday to surprise my sister with on her 50th birthday. And I texted her from the airport in the morning to say, I'm oh, really sorry, couldn't be there. You know, I'll see you when you come back. Hope you have a great holiday. And then I planned it and I turned up in Lanzarote just for the day I arrived back. I was only there for 24, well, not even 24 <laughs> hours. Wow. And and I felt quite emotional when I left because I, I I sometimes don't feel like I see my sisters as much as I would, and my nephews and my brother-in-laws and stuff as much as I would like to, to see them, and uh, and so I felt a wee bit kind of sad, and I'd almost kind of put it aside, and then we were chat, Ben and I were chatting about it, and all of a sudden I felt a bit emotional again. So okay. I, I I'm kind of and I kind of my space is hovering up and down, and down at, the moment, <laughs> at the moment. But that's just that. that's just where I'm at right now. Okay. I guess life happens, doesn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, can, we, can we tap into that motion a little bit more? Because yeah, yeah. I'm so because um, I just think it's a beautiful thing, you know. Even to feel that, I know it's not necessarily like a, 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 a like a happy emotion, 
but it's still for me a beautiful emotion to feel you know mm. it's a sense of connection still yeah. that emotion is there because you're so connected to your family and that for me is is lovely i i also there's a mix of that with guilt i get when i go home and i leave my mum my dad my my nan and i do feel guilty by with with going back to london and and it's that excitement i've had a really amazing time sometimes i'm there i'm like oh i'm thinking about the next stage getting back and then when i leave i'm left with this incredibly fuzzy warm lovely feeling of family and hiraith in welsh which is this lovely word of home a connection a sense of belonging and all these things um but also kind of sad because i get a little bit of guilt as well have you are you have you do you have that bit I, of guilt? I understand and even right now another thing we were chatting a um, it's a big week this week for my partner Elizabeth and she's filming. She's an actor, but she does impressions and she does amazing Nicola Sturgeon. She does Joe, Joe Swinson. She does Robert Peston, Brian Cox, Cheryl Cole, you know, Professor Brian Cox, Cheryl Cole, Kira Knightley. And she's doing a big thing today that's going out in BBC iPlayer. Okay. And, and I kind of feel guilty that I'm not there. Oh, but I've yeah. just had th- other things that obviously this, but I have other things on this week as well that takes me away. So I, I've had a really kind of mixed tap, and, and I think the accumulation of everything I had a wee cry in the taxi yesterday mm-hmm. when I left Lanzarote. Oh, um, mate! Because just an accumulation of a lot of things, you know, leaving my sisters after having just been there for twenty four hours, mm-hmm. hadn't seen them in a little while, and and then that as well, and and then the excitement of coming here and. You know, it's a mixture of a lot of things, but I think that's normal, isn't it? It, it is not, especially normal. these days, because you are pulled from pillar to post a lot more. And I think single mums have this when they go to work, or, or mums in general, leaving their kids to a, a what are they called? A mum shaper? What are they called? I don't know. What, I think it's a special <laughs> word for like the nanny now these days. Ah. Um, mum shaper. Yeah, that's definitely not it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I have to prioritise. Yeah. I have to stick to my purpose and prioritise. And you have to be kind of brutal but mm. it doesn't stop you from having the feelings of guilt no yeah. ever no, i get no. it at the end of christmas mm-hmm. i know how excited that my mum is to have to have well, and my dad but they have sort of her boys back at home and then when you leave and it's kind of it's all over and yeah. then so much she's looked forward to through december and stuff suddenly it's, it's all done it's, you mm-hmm. know you go and i just yeah and i wave goodbye to her at the door and she's just like, oh, my boys are off. And I just oh. feel like that horrible. Oh, like, oh, yeah. just stay, man, I'll stay. I want to go back to London. And it tears you, doesn't it? Yeah. You, you yeah. have to feel that it's like, you feel this connection. It's like, it's been ripped away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know what it's like. It, it's it's tough. Do you know what? I had this really, um, I was listening to um, David Dieter, um, the Superior Man, um, audio book recently. And he was talking about, the, the, the masculine energy and that at times we, we have the, the female energy wants to know at times that, that we are um, uh, we are bigger than them still even though that you know connection is kind of you want that depth of, of you are my world kind of thing they want to know that there's something bigger than them so at times we have to say goodbye to our partners and I'm, I'm applying this to my mum now but because there's something bigger you know I have to go off and do my world and although I love you and I don't want to leave you and you know I treasure our energy there's something very positive in them being able to see you go and go and fly and do your do your thing. Although it's although it's tough emotionally, mm. it's just part mm-hmm. of the world. And you know, going back to what you said before, 
you know, it, it's life, you know, these emotions that we feel. And it kind of is. We have to do things that are hard. And that those instances show us, I can't just sit there and stay with my mum, mm. <laughs> you know, keep her happy. <laughs> yeah. You have to go through. That's part of, of, of natural life. We have yeah. to go and do things above and beyond the, the individual emotion in that moment. And also, it just mm. shows that you feel something. It just shows that you love your family and that's a good thing. Exactly. The feelings that you're having now, you can't do anything else, yeah. but it's a, it's a positive thing. If I didn't feel what you feel and I yeah. feel, obviously, and especially you, Ben, at Christmas, if I didn't feel that, I'd be more worried about that than yeah. the, the, the guiltiness. And I find just noticing the feeling and understanding that it's it's just a transient thing it, it will mm. pass but understanding also it demonstrates that you feel yes and yeah. that you have a, have connections but you understand also that it's transient and your focus will has to move on to other things that you, that you have to do and it and i think it's part of being human and and recognizing that humanness is such an important thing. what's what's your what's your processes guys to kind of um, live with that feeling is it a case of oh I don't want to feel this anymore I might meditate myself out of it or go and do something to take my mind off it or what how long should it take for it to pass before it gets to be a problem because you know not, not just the guilt in families and, and missing them etc it could be something like a heartache so I, I f- I'm fully aware that you have to sit in your honest feelings and emotions and let it sit there and let mm. it pass and all that natural stuff but when is the time to cut that off and how do you step in and uh, and say that's enough of that one emotion that's just getting me down what when it what, what do you know really interesting question yeah hey, in the past i used to just take a big deep breath and go right here we go get on with things but now i i don't now i allow myself to just feel it mm. and i don't try to change it you know it it passes on its own i think intensities of emotions have you know, they have a duration and it will, and that as other events take over in life, the focus begins to shift and you get on with other things. So I, I more now just let it, let myself feel it and I don't try to change it unless it's it's too consuming. And then obviously I, I try meditation to have more control over my presence mm. and visualisation. But in general, I, depending on the intensity of something, I just kind of let it pass on its own without really trying to to intervene, unless it's becoming a problem, that it's getting in, it's getting in the way. You know, I'm talking now of all different... Because I think we feel heart and happiness and sadness and joy and exhilaration. We feel all the mixed things. So mm-hmm. I, I now just al- allow them, them to have their natural life cycle without trying to intervene too much and that's challenging as a self-help author because I used to think I have to be the one in charge and can deciding what I feel yes Mm. and so it took me a little while to understand that you actually need to find a balance Mm. and you shouldn't be in charge of your feelings all the time you need to feel and so I I tried to find that kind of balance so more maybe, maybe I'm not doing it correct now maybe I give too much space to how I feel because I kind of feel I went from a way over on one side and I've now I've gone far more over to the other side and, and I find myself kind of you know allowing your feelings to kind of walk all over yeah, you for a little yeah. too long and, and sometimes maybe they get more space than maybe I maybe I allow them more space than I need to and I'm not quite in that middle ground yet perhaps it's what, really what's the downside yeah? to that to feeling too much I'm, I'm still exploring it you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny but yeah I, you know, I'm not trying to 
be in control of myself mm. too much. I, I feel in my life I need to be able to enrich my experience of emotion. And what I found is my empathy has increased. The more I have allowed myself to to notice how I'm feeling and just go with it, the more my sense of empathy and interconnectedness with people has dramatically increased. Uh, and, and that's beautiful, really, because it allows me to have conversations with you guys and mm. say, Look, I really love you guys, but mean it. Mm-hmm. and not feel any strangeness about that because it just feels like a normal thing to say. Why shouldn't I say I love you guys, I love what you do, and I really feel connected with you? Mm. And why Why should I not say and feel that as an honest feeling? Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I, I, I kind of liken it to three years ago I had a heartbreak and I di- didn't deal with it well at all because I tried to fight it. I went, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to get sad about this. And I tried to push it away. And because I fought it, I didn't allow the feelings wash. So subconsciously, I'd wake up in the night and I, would, I wouldn't have really good night's sleeps. And it dragged out for probably about, oh, just over a year. You know, it was, it was quite an intense relationship. So it dragged over a year. And I think purely it was because I fought this and I went, oh, I can't, I'm going to try and meditate myself out of this mm. feeling. I can't feel like this today. I've got to go to work. And, and I, think, I think there was a grieving period that I should have allowed myself to have. And, but not too morbidly, you know, bottle of whiskey and sit in the dark type stuff, uh, which I did uh, a couple of times, <laughs> too long, uh, <laughs> a year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it, you're right, it's getting that balance. And yeah. I think that's something I'm really interested in. That's why I asked the question. It's something that I'm really exploring now is and because people want a quick fix and then people say, well, you've got to kind of let it let it ride out, and then you go, well, I one half, I want half of each to kind of get mm. into that right mindset. But it's interesting; each problem is different, and each person Absolutely. is different. And there's no right or wrong answer to this. And I think you know, yeah. we're, we're the, you're, you're going to write more books. Hopefully, I'm going to write books, and and I'm still we're still not going to have the answers, however however long it goes on. And you know, each individual is is, is different, and each, each experience is different. Yes. I think we just we're all playing a game, and we're all learning. And we're all going to do our best, and. Um, uh, I totally agree with what you said, David. In that you know, we, we just we feel it. We've got to, we've got to live in that space, and at times, perhaps it can be too much because it's not helpful to go into some work situations, for example, feeling highly emotional and, and quite down because you perhaps you need to bring in energy or you have mm-hmm. to. So sometimes you have to you do have to work around these things. But I think the first thing that's so important is to actually feel it and, and recognize it because without the, without feeling the emotion life well you'll never experience true life you'll never experience all of life that, that there is that's and why that's, the check-in really works yeah for me. and well, when you really check in with how you feel it changes everything well this whole conversation has come just from a check-in well you know none of this is scripted or planned it's just evolved from all of us letting yes. letting each other see each other by sharing how we feel and that you know it, sharing how you feel being open enough and, and letting people see you is the doors to connection for me And yet, so many of us never do it, and we never feel connected as a result. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. 
So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. So I'm at meditation. Uh, for a long time, I did a meditation course and I still didn't really want to do it. It didn't, it didn't resonate with me until I actually discovered guided meditations. And then that something that talked to me. And finally, I started making progress with meditation. I think about three or four years after I originally did the course and someone guiding me through it. That was a difference for me. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. I tried for so long to do it on my own. Um, lying down in the living room, on the living room floor, etc., all those types of things. And until I truly tried all avenues, and, and I stumbled across uh, guided meditation, and now we have the Mind Detox app to guide us through our meditations. It really kind of helps us get to the place where we need to be or want to be in that moment. And I'd highly recommend it. It's, it's a minefield out there, isn't it, to try and find the right tool for you? And I think we have. Uh, so if you if you want to check it out, it's called the Mind Detox app, and it's on the App Store and on Google Play and, and it hopefully really help you get to that place. When I'm, talk, when I'm teaching a styles of meditation or visualisation because people often have a question, am I doing it right? And I always say, rather than say you can't do it wrong, I say you can only do it right. Yeah. Whatever way you do it is, is your way and, it, and it's right. Yeah, totally. Like Yoda, there's yeah. no try, there's only do. Yeah, okay. I think. Uh, That's good I, you know what I'm like with quotes. <laughs> I, I do paraphrase. I, 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 I tease you about your jokes. <laughs> Actually, they're uh, not your jokes, your quotes. They're really good. They, I, now and again, I bust out a good the, quote. Yeah. Thanks, Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the peaches one, which and, the, and then actually that's re, that's so good. Yeah. I love yeah. the peach. Do you know the peaches quote? I don't know. <clears throat> Come on. Um, you might be the brightest and most juiciest peach, but somebody out there just doesn't like peaches. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Not word for, I think John Lennon said that. I think go. it was, yeah. Well, yeah it's yeah. Matt Johnson now. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in your face, John Lennon. What have you done recently? Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would love to talk to you, David, about kindness. Mm. Um, it's a big message for you, isn't it, and yeah. kindness. But I think I've worked it out. I, to, to, be, to, 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 to stay kind and be kind to yourself... Don't go on the London Underground like I did this morning. I think I've worked it all out. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> but if you just do, avoid if, situations that, that challenge your capacity for kindness. But like, I'm a nice person, but it's turned me into a beast this morning. <laughs> just sitting there seething, and people bumping me with their bags, and people being rude, pushing women out of the way. And, and mm. I, how do you cope in that scenario? Is, do you have a special gift? Please tell me. <laughs> if I'm being really honest, I, I don't even I don't really notice it. I don't really give it pay any attention I, I I don't really know I I see it but I, I don't really think about it I suppose I just just try to bring myself to this to where I am you know like for example there was a lot of jostling on the tube this morning I'm not used to rush hour in London because I yeah. live in a wee quiet town called Dunblane in central Scotland I could walk down Dunblane High Street at seven o'clock at night and not see a single person oh, <laughs> you wow. know so it's a very different world uh, but you know what I, I just I was on the tube and I'm just kind of there and a couple of people turned round and drew some other people sharp looks for jostling and pushing. I just kind of smiled and didn't really, after that I didn't even notice it. But what I do from time to time is, I call it pinging kindness. If I see someone who looks particularly struggling 
in their life or particularly unhappy or just get a wee sense of people sometimes. I just... I take my my finger and I just like flick as if I'm flicking something and I imagine just a little ball of kindness, a little energy ball of any colour that seems to fit in that moment and it fly and I imagine it flying through the air and landing in the person's heart area or on their head or their face, maybe even changing shape and becoming bigger or smaller, different colours. Such a lovely idea. Depending on what I sense that person kinda needs at that time. Do you actually have an intuition about how that person feels or is it just I, a feeling that you it's get? It's just a kind know? of feeling. Whether it's correct or not, I, 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 you I have no way of, no way of knowing. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I do it anyway. You know, it's, it might sound like a strange thing to do. I don't do it all the time, but a lot of the time. I'm and, going to be doing but, it all day today. Bing. Yeah. But you know what <laughs> it you. does do is it takes you out of the situation. It takes you out of a, a stress. It takes you out of, a, of even judging someone else's behaviour into saying... How can I assist? How can I help? How can I serve? It puts you in a different space, maybe yeah. closer to your own spiritual sense, closer to your own truth of who you actually are. I think I've noticed that as a side effect. Such a lovely well, exercise, that. It's a good yeah. idea. It's not why I do it, but I I've might, noticed that as I a side I might start effect. doing it online. If I get a troll, yeah. I might just go ping, yeah. and that's it. Just send them the little, that, the, that little emoji. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I think it brings emoji. you more into alignment with yourself, really. Yeah, what what, what I find so interesting is that... Um, you know, we just that's this. If people are listening, they might go, sounds a bit woo woo, right? Um, possibly, I don't know. I'm not, I don't interpret it for, for everyone, but what's so interesting is you're a scientist, mm. your, your background is in science, yeah. and all this kind of woo woo stuff, people might go, oh, you know, sending a flick of kindness, what you're on about, kind of whatever, I don't know. Mm. But your all of your background is based in science, and it's now coming alive that actually. You know, who knows? In time, there might we might be science around. When you do flick mm. a bit of kindness, the consciousness that spreads to that person Absolutely. actually there are vibes. This stuff is now becoming real, right? Yeah. We're, we're getting into that stage, and and you're one of the probably at the forefront of of, mm. of understanding this stuff as a scientist and bringing it into the mainstream. Yeah, I mean, there is actually research on this kind of thing. I mean, for example, a what research shows there's a neurological basis for sensing where what someone needs at that moment. Because it's, it's, for example, if you smile at someone, then most of the time they will smile back. Even if they think they don't, there's a micro twitch on this muscle here, the smile muscle. It's called your zygomaticus major. And there's a micro twitch I on it. That. Because it's, a, it's an, a reflex reaction. So your brain mirrors what you see as people's emotional expression, which means at the same time you feel a fragment of how they feel and it's increased the more empathy you tend to have as a person the stronger this emotional contagion for example you can catch a cold but you catch people's emotion and actually on average about 25% of the average person's emotional state smeared over a period of time is a consequence of what you're picking up from the general emotional state of the people you interact with most of the time so that's a neurological basis but on a deeper level that I believe is a connectedness of our consciousness itself our subjective experience and and we're all sensing each other all of the time and it, and it's the effect is stronger between people who share an emotional bond or if you again have high empathy uh, and researchers took people who shared an emotional bond they separated them by the length of a corridor they placed one in an MRI scanner, placed it under down the corridor and after a period of time they stimulated the person down the corridor not like prodding them or anything, but, you know, a loud noise or a flash of a light. But the moment that person was startled, for example, the MRI flashed in the visual processing centre of the other person's brain. 
So one person saw something or experienced something, the brain of the other person processed it at the exact moment. And how were they connected? Emo uh, the effect was only visible on an MRI scanner if people had an emotional bond. So for an example, mother and mother and Fine. daughter, mother and father and son, daughter, etc. Husband and wife, same sex so, partners, people who shared a clear emotional bond. Mother's intuition, people say yeah. this, there's a yeah. science behind that. So the almost. effect was visibly stronger on an MRI between people who shared an emotional bond. But this, even though you couldn't see it for non-emotionally bonded people, the effect was still there. MRIs are very, they're a blunt instrument. They, they work on, they, they pixelate like an old ZX81 computer. They're very blunt, but they're good for, obviously, for diagnostic. Mm -hmm. But if you go to more sensitive equipment, then you can see the same result playing itself out, even if people have just made eye contact for a moment in a waiting room, they've been paired for the study, and they've literally just made eye contact, they've established a momentary connection, the effect is still visible on more sensitive diagnostic equipment. You just can't, you can only see it on an MRI if you have emotionally bonded. What that tells us is the effect is, the effect is dependent upon the sense of emotional distance between two people. So the more, the closer the emotional distance, the seeming stronger effect of, of connectedness how, between people. How does the physical wow. difference change the results? It, not at all. So you could physical be in Spain. Physical is completely irrelevant. And, and one could be in the UK. Yep. There's a number of a similar studies that demonstrate physical distance is of no Oh my consequence God, that's at all. Incredible, it's emotional it? distance that matters. Oh. Person could be on the other side of the world, and the it, effect is exactly the same in strength. I was in Thailand once trying all these new mindful wellness and everything weird. I was trying to find, and I went to see somebody, and she told me that my emotional connection to everybody I've met in my life has different kind of colours. So, yes. um, so my, my dad and my mum had thick, dark, blue, purpley, red colours. And then people who I'd met just in the coffee shop asking for a coffee would be a light, fine, light white colour. But we're all connected in mm. certain things. And she tried to help me work out that, that kind of like maybe cut some of the connections or kind of make some of them less... Uh, intense, yes. whatever. Is this related at all? Absolutely. It, oh it, my goodness. It, it, I thought she was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Dave is crazy too. Maybe we're all crazy. We all this is a great simulation, future Matt. <laughs> it, it's, ju it's just a language. People use different languages, different words, different descriptions of the same concept. Some people talk about it as energy, some people talk about it as consciousness. And I think this is where when people get sceptical about this kind of thing, it's because they're listening to one person's language interpretation. They call People say it's energies and stuff like that. And that's a, that's just their way of interpreting the the subjective emotional connectedness. Other yeah. people t interpret it as colours. It's just different ways of describing the same phenomena. For me, I'm quite happy describing it as colours or sounds mm. or energies, but it's more. it feels easier for me to talk about it as just a connection between people's consciousness because I believe we are deeply connected. I um, Very interestingly, very early on in my entire thought process about this stuff, I tried, I think I was on a date once and it's a great date line. I was just trying to say like, um, I, when you meet somebody and you see the outside and you're attracted to that and then you get to know their personality is another layer. But then when you love somebody, it's that 
extra thing that you're connected to. Mm. There's something extra. There's, I, I, I liken it to like a, the pheromones. Obviously, you're connected to like to the, the the scent or something. You can't really necessarily pick up on yourself, but it's something subconsciously you're connected to. So with this connection that you have with some people, you go, why do I love this one person more than anybody else in the entire world? Obviously, there's a a reason if you're um, physically bonded to like mother and father and daughter, all that type of stuff. But like with your with your wife or something, you go, I've got this physical bond with you, yes. this connection, this another level that goes beyond mm. physical touch, sight and sense and smell and all the things. But there's something strong between us. Does does it? So it's a lovely thing to say. So what you're basically saying that I all that bullshit I was saying on a date once is actually true. Absolutely true. It's actually true. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. You're, you're yeah. better than you know, Matt. <laughs> 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 and, and you know, not not everyone will agree with these kind of things, but there is a lot of scientific theory. There's a lot of philosophical discussion about this as a mainstream idea that that consciousness itself is the building block of reality. It is actually fun. They call it fundamental. So what we we've traditionally said is matter is fundamental. You know, so physics explains chemistry, which explains biology, and then consciousness is produced out of biology in the brain. But that's led to a lot of problems that we can't explain certain phenomena. So a lot of philosophers and even scientists are now switching it all around and saying perhaps fundamental is consciousness. And the laws of nature exist as they are because they're reflections of the way consciousness works. Mm -hmm. The interconnectedness that we call quantum entanglement between physical particles. You separate two photons or or protons by a, that have been connected by a huge distance, you can ping one of them and the other instantaneously responds and, and takes up a, a, a state that's correlated with that. So there's a, a connectedness called quantum entanglement. But I believe that that exists because that's a mirror of the way consciousness works. So consciousness is entangled. Do you think that's, wow. um, maybe I'm completely wrong, but do you think that's what maybe people think ghosts are? And I sound like I'm talking about the Avengers or something now, but I, I talked to somebody that they, they, it's the energy that's left behind of people. And it's all it's something it's, it's an energy that you can't see. And we're yes. just an energy that you can't see and you, you can see and you can feel. And is that is it a correlation between that and spirits in the spirit world? Yeah, I, I definitely believe so, because once you move out of the idea that everything is just produced by the brain, physical, and move into the idea that consciousness is fundamental, it opens up the possibility of lots of seemingly magical things and, and opens up the possibility of of ghost spirits, deceased loved ones still being here in sense of their consciousness is still absolutely here. So why would it not be the case that under particular conditions your physical senses would allow you to experience that person? Being around, why would it not be exactly it wow. kind of unfolds of for me that wow this is it's so exciting because it, I mean, fundamentally what we're talking about here is all the woo woo stuff that, that for so long has been woo woo um suddenly is coming alive suddenly actually it's becoming science and and the world is changing um dr joe dispenza has said that he's been doing his work for 20 years been talking about all this stuff it's only in the last couple of years it's exploded because people are starting to understand the science behind it mm -hmm. and this is just an incredibly uplifting conversation for me to know that actually we could be stepping more into this space of consciousness actually stepping into this more of this space of connection and 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 people really actually getting to to love each other rather than just sort of tick boxes around asking basic questions and I, 
looking at them we, physically. We always say, I think, the major one of the major issues with people's mental health, especially men in this world, is the lack of connection. And when you have that, and when you can experience that, you really realize that it's what we need as human beings. But if you can put that into a science, if you can actually kind of explain that in a scientific way, that's when people will start to listen. Mm. This, this is what actually happens when you do connect, and this is what is real. It's this real thing. Not necessarily like, dude, I'm just connecting with you, that type of thing. It's out the window. It's the actual real thing that actually happens. Yeah. And, and when you can prove that, it's, it's going to change everything. And the way to tap into it and make it work better for you in your life is to allow yourself to feel. Yeah. Just the way we started this conversation is to allow yourself to, to feel and experience emotions because empathy, the ability to feel and relate to and understand people by sharing the... Because empathy really... Is you can define it as I feel with you, I'm there yeah. with you. I share your pain. I share your highs, your lows. I'm there. I feel you. Mm. You, know, I see you. So, I feel you. That's empathy. And so the more you practice empathy, i.e., the more you're willing to go into feelings, mm-hmm. then the stronger this connectedness becomes, and the more able you are, therefore, to operate and actually, you know, create and shape your own life. You know. So it sounds like. Two opposite things, but in a sense, the more you empathise and relate to people, the stronger your energy becomes, and then for the better, more present you become, and and you don't get lost in your feeling. You actually become more present, wow. and you become stronger or mm. more powerful, but not in a physical sense, but in an ability you are, to I tell shape you what, and create. I think I know what you're talking about. Is I've tried doing it so much more now, especially over the last year, seeing people and just getting to know them, even if I'm mm. getting a coffee or something, and just having that bond and connection makes me walk taller. Yeah. And it really genuinely yeah. does. When I, like we talked about the, the truth, the authenticity, all these things. When you have a conversation, when you see somebody and you feel it and you're more empathetic towards them, that makes you feel a lot better. It makes yeah. me it gives me life at the moment having that conversation. We, as human beings, we crave connection, yeah. but, but we, we don't let ourselves be seen. And it's, if we don't let ourselves be seen, we can't connect and yeah. live in this triangle. I, I think a similar thing happened when people went, oh, when I go running, endorphins, I get endorphins and something happens in my brain and makes me feel happy. The science behind that needs to happen with connection. So mm-hmm. if you, this is what happens when you actually ask somebody how, how they are or get to know who they actually are. Yeah. When if that releases something... Now, rather than how are you, who are you? Yeah. Imagine, well, imagine we yeah. started yeah. conversations yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. How are you today? Who are you today? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. Who what are, are you all you? about? But on, yeah. on that, can I ask... Because okay, this is, I think, where, where it all starts. How do we actually feel? And how, do, how do we... like? Because I think we live in a world where we just think... Mm. and we stop we don't feelings are, are very different and we just think and we think that the, the things that we think are how we feel almost and they're very very different and that mm. I guess that was a big part of my life changing was learning to understand my feelings and how different they are to my thoughts and how much healthier it is to feel rather mm. than think does that do you, do you absolutely I, I find don't you find that the more you even ask yourself how do I feel the more you start to feel it's like the more you notice something, the bigger that thing becomes. So I think even as a simple exercise that I found is the more you literally ask yourself, how do I feel right now or how do I feel about this? Maybe in the early days, if you're not used to that, it's like, I don't really know how I feel. Mm. But it's like if you go go to the gym and start lifting some weights, initially it's hard. But the more you practice that exercise, the better that you become at that particular exercise. So feelings is exactly... So we have a, let's call it a feelings muscle. 
mm-hmm. and you can develop your feelings muscle by simply checking in with yourself like the way you started today mm. we check in with ourselves, and the more you ask yourself how do I feel right now or how do I feel about this person or this situation right now and even when, when that can it can be good and other times it can be painful but the more we practice it the better we recognise the difference between our thoughts and our feelings and the more present we actually become. We, we, I think we're scared. As men, I think we're scared. And I used to be scared of getting lost in the feeling and I can't I lose control. Mm. But actually, the more you practice it, the more present you become because you become present in how I feel right now. And the moment you notice how you feel, you're there, but you're also fully, absolutely present. Which is so important. Know. I, boys, I've got terrible news. <sighs> We've come to the end of our time. No way. We have absolutely come no to No way. But I, I, I've had an idea. I've not even talked to the producer about this. Will you come back on? Oh, totally. We've got another hour and a half in us, 100%. I had no idea this time. It, it's flown by and I, and I want no. to talk to you for a, no a lot longer. Is that possible for 100%. you to come back on yeah. at another time? We're just scratching oh, the surface, aren't we? We're just yeah. literally scratching the surface. It's just flown by. This is we have got limited amount of time in the studio today. God, I thought we were just getting started. We just we are, we are literally just getting started. Is that possible? This is our oh, first. We've totally. never split an interview before, but 100%. I can't say goodbye to this man. No, I feel I feel I, I feel just, quite sad. I feel I we're just so really, we're just getting started. I know. Same. I, I, I really do. Do you think that's a good idea, Ben? I think we have to. Yeah. We have yeah. to. This, um, we have to. Whenever you're free, we'll sort it oh, out. Totally. And we won't check out well, today. I'm in, the, I'm in the area regularly anyway. Perfect. Wow, TBC. TBC. Yeah. Well, listen, next week or next episode or whenever we do, we'll have David back on because this conversation needs to rumble on, my friend. Because I feel like we're really just, we're starting to really connect and, you know, I yeah. actually want to give you guys a hug and have oh, a well, wee, we can do that. cry. I'm, I'm sad to leave you. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> That's how I'm feeling right now. I feel really, really bonded with yeah. you both. That, that exactly was the, the th- that time didn't exist. It just flew by. It, we just, that conversation was one of the best I've had. So we have to do it again. Totally. Round two. Yeah, we barely touched on on kindness. Yeah. We barely yeah. touched Your on books. the sense. Didn't even get into the no, ten the ten books that you've written. Yeah. 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 We need to come back. Eleventh on the way. There's there there's go. possibly a twelfth as well. Or maybe Thank- as you suggested, combining them both into one book. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. Watch the space. We're going to pause this podcast right now. Okay. We will be back right. very soon. Thank you so much for coming in today, My David. Pleasure. You're an absolute star. See you soon. See you soon. Thank Bye-bye. you. So, David has got so much to say. We ran out of time. Matt's had to go, but we have to do a second episode. So, we're going to run straight in. Next week, we're back with David. Uh, it's just going to be me. I get the pleasure of going one-on-one with David. Matt can't make this second one. But we're following on this conversation. There's too much amazing stuff. We're going to get into the more of the depth of all David's information, all his knowledge in the second series. So tune back in next week, uh, next Tuesday. In the meantime, uh, TMP podcast on Twitter, uh, the Naked Professors underscore podcast on Instagram. And please rate and review. And if you want to share this with anyone, we'd be eternally grateful. It is a kind act after all. And that is great for your mental health. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. Hopefully see you next week. Do you ever suffer from panic attacks or have anxiety? And it's those are the questions that I feel a lot of people uh, across the UK and across the world could answer yes to at the moment, couldn't they? Anxiety was a big one for me, for sure. And um, I just didn't know what it was. I didn't, didn't know how to help myself. I didn't know why it was there. 
and um, yeah, the Mind Detox app that is our sponsor now uh, has got a free panic attack and anxiety meditation, guided meditation that will really help you understand that and change your state for, for, for the better. I think if you if you haven't tried this already, go onto the App Store, go onto Google Play and check it out. It's called the Mind Detox app. And uh, like, like me and Ben would say, it's, it's helped us and we hope it can help you too.